I'm joined as usual by Dylan. Well, I guess not as usual. We weren't together last week. Right. Well, yeah. that was unusual, I guess. Yeah. This is usual. And then there's also Lachlan behind us for yeah. some reason. Um, our other housemate. Uh, we are back. I'm hyped. Are you hyped? I am hyped. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're here for our week four recap. Let's jump into it with our news roundup, though. So, unlike the last couple of weeks, we do actually have some news. Right. Unfortunately, most of it bad. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, what is it, Lachlan? Uh, well, I will tell you, Lachlan, why why it's bad. So, first up is Colin Sexton has a torn meniscus in his left knee. Right. He's out indefinitely. Is yeah. that bad, Lachlan? That's quite bad. That is bad. All right. That's quite bad. <laughs> apparently, it's so bad that he is looking at missing the rest of the season, apparently. Oh, is he? I saw okay. something like that um, floating around that it's going to be quite a while before he's back, obviously. Yeah. 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 I mean, a torn meniscus. I don't know how long an injury that usually is. I thought it's it was usually like a, a couple of months. but Yeah, it's not like an ACL, but it's definitely... An extended period of time, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a shame. But also, mm. um, Evan Mobley had a oh, hell of a game today. Oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about him a bit later. Okay. But, um, cool. yeah. And, and the Cavs, actually, a bit later as well. So, um, we'll get to them a bit later. But they've had some interesting things going on, for sure. Okay. Um, Jalen Brown, right hamstring strain, out one to two weeks. I wrote this down, like, a week ago. So, probably right. more, like, out a week at this point. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, Celtics have been struggling so far this season. Definitely. Not a good thing for them. Um... Yeah, I mean, they've pulled out a couple of wins, but they really have not looked as good as we expected them um, coming to the season. Absolutely. Um, even with Brown there, really. Um, yeah. But obviously, you want you know one of your two best players there, for sure. Yeah. Uh, this next piece of news, I'll let you take it, because I hadn't actually heard this. Oh, did I write this? Um, yeah, apparently Clay is expected to be back around the 20th, I think. Okay. Is sort of the date that's circled. Of December. Yeah, right. of December, right. Um, is sort of the date that's circled at the moment. Um, so we're looking at a, essentially a Christmas return for Clay to the Warriors, which is super exciting. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors have been so good this season so far. 11-1 and um, so far. Adding Clay would be amazing for them. Honestly, yeah, I'm kind of scared at this point. Kind of unfair. <laughs> they might be the best team in the... Yeah, in maybe. The, in the league. Um, Already, they, they, they certainly are, are record-wise, yeah. uh, record but in, sort of, in terms of like championship hopes, um, they might boost that again with the clay. Yeah. All right. Um, now, the weird piece of news. Obviously, this is kind of old news at this point, but yeah. um, Jokic and Markeith Morris got into a bit of a scuffle. Jokic crumpled Markeith Morris. Absolutely crumpled He just him. absolutely crumpled him. So what happened was uh, Markeith Morris took a pretty hard take foul um, on a transition play. He kind of got Jokic in like... In this area, like just yeah, under the of like RP, kind of in the rib cage. Yeah, he hip checked him. Yeah, um, maybe a tad higher than a hip check, but right. yeah. Um, Jokic obviously very frustrated, retaliated, pushed it. Oh no, didn't push him. Gave Shoulder barged him yeah. in the back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> knocked him down. Um, Dylan, was it dirty? Uh, by whom? By either or both? Uh, I think Jokic's definitely was. Um, I think honestly, I don't think Morris's foul was that bad. He definitely. That definitely isn't a take foul. No, um, definitely no take foul. But I don't think it's. Uh, you said it, he got a flagrant two for he, that. He was. He got I a flagrant two. Definitely he was don't think it's for a that flagrant game. two. Uh, in the slightest, it really wasn't that bad. He didn't hit him that hard. The only reason I think it looked a bit worse is because Jokic was in the air when he. Like, well, I think that's the whole thing, though, right? I guess so, but like. It's like we're talking he kind of just like jumped into him while he's in the air. We're talking about Jokic in the air as well, which is like a couple inches off the ground, sort of. But like, are we saying? He didn't well, okay, let's harder. imagine Marky Morris did this to a guy who's six foot six and weighs forty kilos less than Jokic. That's a suspension. I don't think it's that. I don't think he hit him that hard. I think he I, honestly. I, I, I think I it really, doesn't look that hard because Jokic is seven foot tall and like hundred and fifty I mean, kilos. That is fair, but I really don't think Morris hit him super duper hard. I definitely don't think he intended to hurt him or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no. Um, but I think Jokic sort of. I don't know. He needs to keep his head cool a little yeah. bit better than that. He definitely can't just go up to someone. And, like, you could talk about, you know, you said dirty. I mean, Morris had his back turned and stuff like that. Um, in You know, in your frustration, I'm sure Jokic wasn't really thinking about that. And he apologized after the game. And yeah. All that sort of stuff. But, um, I don't know. It was just an unfortunate situation all in all. Yeah. No, I don't blame Jokic for being frustrated. I think he went too far. Right. I definitely do think he went too far there. Yeah. Um, and I think all the... Punishments were pretty fair. Jokic suspended for a game. Uh, Markeith Morris given a flagrant two um, and fined 50000 And Jimmy Butler fined 30000 just for kind of 
you know, trying to rile things up a little bit more. Um, Yeah, none of that really surprised me. I think Jokic being suspended for a game made a lot of sense. He went too far. He definitely went too far. Um, Yeah, but like, do the Marsh Brothers have a death wish? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) You don't want the Jokic brothers coming after (laughs) you. Um, And they created, I saw that they created a Twitter just to talk shit. Yeah, yeah. Just fantastic. Yeah. Um, Their Twitter is literally Jokic brothers with no avatar. But Um, like, are you stupid? You're messing with three seven-foot Serbians. Yeah. What? <laughs> We're definitely into some shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the Jokic brothers, they look like they've seen some stuff. Um, so I wouldn't want to be picking fights one with them. But M- one of them's an MMA, MMA fighter. Oh, really? Yeah, I think okay, so. I didn't know that. But, um, I mean, it's not like the Morris brothers are pushovers. Yeah, the no, twins are pushovers not at all. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> three seven-foot Serbians. Yeah. All right. The Jokic brothers or a bear? I mean, I'm going to go to the bear, but it's not by yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's not by a lot. All three at once. They are, they are yeah. a big group of brothers. And yeah, no, that is scary. I would not I would not pick a fight with them. No. Um, <laughs> but we did get that amazing picture of the Heat players in the tunnel after the game. Did you see this picture? I didn't. Oh, it's a sick picture. There's Jimmy, Bam, Kyle, and someone else. And they're, and they're waiting out in the tunnel outside the Nuggets. Um uh, the Nuggets locker room and they're just like staring at the camera with like a security guard sort of between them and the camera. It's a sick picture. I'm sure most people have seen it. I'm surprised you haven't seen it actually. That, okay. I probably could try and find it but it might take me a while so I won't but um, I'll show you after. Again, it is kind of old news at this point. It is kind of old news. Yeah, this was right at the start of the week. It mm. must have been um, at this point but yeah, I mean... Like, I, I mean, the suspension's already been played out. Yeah. yeah. They've played that game. They've also played another game since then yeah. with Jokic back so kind of old news there. But had to uh, talk about it. Yeah. Uh... Next piece of news. Uh, Darren Williams is fighting ex-NFL player Frank Gore on the Jake Paul Tommy Fury undercard. No? This is... Why? Stop. This is a bit cringe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To be honest. But, you know, not unsurprising. Not necessarily just from Darren Williams, but like, I don't know. I feel like this is bound to happen, right? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Lachlan just said to me in our chat. (laughs) 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 Um... Yeah, I, I don't know if it was bound to happen, but, like, yeah, I guess it makes sense that another NBA player would kind of take a crack at right. boxing after Nate Robinson got crumpled, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't like that it's Darren Williams. I'm not I'm not indifferent to He's a big guy. Yeah, I, I mean, like... he's bigger than um, Frank Gore, at least height-wise. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, well, that makes sense. I think Frank Gore is my height. Okay. So, like, yeah, yeah. And Darren Williams is obviously an NBA player mm. and was a big guard at that. But, like, I mean, he, like, he's physically big. Like, he looks like yeah, he could box. Yeah. Um, Look, I think Frank Gore is also more solidly oh, yeah. built than um, Darren Williams yeah. as well. But, yeah. But, you know, yeah. Um, I don't know. This is very Just interesting. Why stop? And then it's on the, the Jake Paul card. As yeah, well. that's it weird. adds a bit more to it, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Darren Williams, just don't get crumpled, please. Like, yeah. if he gets if he gets destroyed, that's it for NBA players. No NBA player is ever going to boxing oh, again. I would not say that at all. It should be. It should be. <laughs> I think that's fair. But I think people will definitely keep going after all this. All right. Which players boxed in the 90s? Was it Dennis Rodman and Carmelone? Am I crazy? That was WWE, wasn't it? Was it WWE? I don't okay. think boxed. I think right. it was WWE. But Rodman's definitely done some WWE stuff. Yeah. With, like, Macho Man and stuff like that. Um, Carmel Owens done something, right? I'm pretty sure he was in it too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was WWE. Those two were because I remember Rodman like didn't he leave in like a playoff series or something like or like during the season didn't he go he flew out of whatever city they were playing in did a WWE thing and then came back. I remember looking at that in Last Dance. I can't remember if it was in the playoffs or not, but that definitely happened. Okay, I don't know enough about right. this whole situation, but yeah, I mean it's like obviously NBA players going into fighting and yeah. combat sports isn't unprecedented no. at this point. Then again. WWE, it's not a sport necessarily. It's more well, of yeah. a, it's it's a show. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're doing athletic things. Yeah, sure. But um, but also, I wouldn't count out. Surely, Metal World Peace is bound to do a boxing event at some point in his life. He's a, yeah. He's, only, he's still in his not 40s. his name anymore. Don't forget that. Oh, Meta Sandiford Artest, I believe is na- is okay, his name right, now. Right. Um, <laughs> so Sandiford Meta- being his wife's uh, maiden name, I think, and then he okay. took back his original uh, last name of Artest. Right. So. Yep, meta. I'll just go with yeah. that. Um, yeah, I feel like he's still in his mid-40s. He's probably got a fight in him if if someone paid him enough money. So I would be surprised to see something like that. I would. I think he is a tad old, but yeah, mm. I don't know. I don't know who... All right, who's the next player other than Middle World Peace? Yeah. Um, 
It'd have to be retired player, right? I think so. No like, current player no current is going player. into boxing. Especially not in like an off-season or anything. Yeah, like no. Um, off the top of my head. The I second Dwight Howard retires. <laughs> that could be on. He's kind of too big to find he a matchup for. He is a bit too big, though. yeah. yeah. Um, I'm honestly not sure. Do you have a name? No, I don't. No, I think Metal Warpiece is a good one in terms of like, oh, Zach Randolph? Again, oh, it's tad big, but tad big. Like I wouldn't like in terms of a bear versus <laughs> yeah. Zach Randolph. I don't know who I picked. <laughs> yeah, um, big big dude there. Yeah, so NBA players are boxing. They mm. shouldn't be, but I guess we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah, just don't end up like Nate Robinson, basically, Darren yeah. Williams. Yeah. Um, all right, and final piece of news here is uh, the investigation on the tampering of Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball has reached its advanced stages in the NBA. So. For those who don't know what this is about, um, there was, ru- not rumors, there allegedly the Miami Heat tampered a tad to get Kyle Lowry onto their team. Um, they spoke to him before they were legally allowed to by the league. Um, and the reason was because it was a sign and trade, so they had to actually communicate with um, the Raptors in order to get him. And the league is just like, hey, you did that deal too fast. Like, right. you literally could not have done that in our allocated time. That means you were talking to the other team, and Kyle Lowry before then, yeah. which is not allowed. Right. And the same thing kind of happened with Lonzo Ball there. Yeah. Um, were We have reached the advanced stages of this investigation. No actual news has come out as to what the outcome of this investigation is I was going to say, it's, it's reached the at. advanced stages, but we don't know if this is a penalty or if they're being... Uh, what's yeah. the word? Um, acquitted. Acquitted. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen here. I wouldn't be surprised if there's tampering for both of these teams. Honestly. No, I wouldn't be either. Um, I mean, it seemed like that Lonzo one, especially that was really quick, wasn't it? That Lonzo. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised, but and you know, Lonzo's been connected to the Bulls. It seemed like all last year, um, with the Pelicans, um, and even the Heat one. I definitely wouldn't be surprised if something happened there. Um, so you know, and it. You know the penalties probably aren't going to be that severe. No, I don't think uh, so either. Not, there's no, there's not going to be a nullification of contracts or anything. like yeah, that. Yeah, so that's the worst case scenario. So the penalties are either going to be like a fine that could be up to ten million dollars, which is you know not insignificant, but that is the least of the penalties. Right. Um, next is removal of the executives who actually talk to them and like just completely voiding really? them and kicking them out of the oh, league. Wow. Um, and then third is just completely voiding the contracts. Um, voiding the contracts is not going to happen. There is no way the league does that. There's no way the league sets that precedent that they could just void these contracts. Um, one of the main reasons is, um, what do Lonzo Ball and Carl Larry do then? Yeah. No one has the space to sign them anymore. Yeah. Like, they, they just... What they're are they supposed stuck, to do? Yeah. yeah, they're just stuck. Um, um, I highly doubt they're removing um, any executive. executives. I was going to say, I, even that feels... Excessive. Sort of out of, out of yeah. the reach of what's actually going to happen here. Yeah. I think it's just going to be a fine... And, and, and potentially, uh, they can take draft picks away as well. Oh, that's right. That, that's, that's right. That's what happened yeah, yeah. with um, the Bucks with Bogey last... Mm-hmm. Um, they took a second round pick away. I wouldn't be surprised if some seconds go here. Yeah, some picks and a big fine of yeah. some variety. But yeah, no, I, I don't see any of the more severe punishments. Though, if the league wants to set a precedent... The Heat are the kind of the team to set it against. Yeah, that is true, because they are a big market destination that sort of players want to get to at some point in their career. Yeah, also um, when you talk about, like, if removing executives, like the Heat, that's a yeah. big one there, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. They could have done that last year with Bogey to the Bucks, who were contenders and looking to strengthen their team, and they didn't do that then. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I do think it would just be a fine and some second-round picks lost, but that's still not, you know, a good thing by any no. means. Alright, is that all the news? Did you have anything else? Oh, um, I just wanted to quickly say that apparently um, Sixers assistant David Yeager, former Kings head coach, um, is stepping away to get treatment for um, head and neck cancer at the moment. So just uh, shout out to him. Hopefully that all goes well and he's back soon. They've caught it early, so he's very hopeful for uh, full recovery. So, yeah. Okay, right. Alright, let's get to... A new segment here in What You Need to Know. So, this segment is kind of like a deep dive into some of the players and teams so far this season. I've done a deep dive on one specific team. You're going to be talking about a few different teams. I've got a couple teams here, here, yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm going to be doing a deep dive on a team that I think have been interesting this season. Maybe you should follow them. We've kind of got a good idea of what they look like so far this season. It's just kind of interesting. So, um, the team I want to talk about here is the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is weird. But <laughs> let me just get into it. So the Wolves started off the season strong with three wins in their first four games, uh, one of which was against the defending champion, Milwaukee Bucks. 
uh, which is pretty good. The other two, however, were against the Pelicans and the Rockets, who are two of the three worst teams in the league. Yeah, they're the two worst teams in the West. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there was also a loss to the Pelicans in there. Their sole, the Pelicans' sole win, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they've got two now. They just won against the Grizzlies, which right. we'll talk about okay. a bit later. Yeah. Um, since then, they lost five straight. I wrote this earlier this week. So they've lost more than that now? Did they win uh, today? They beat the... When did you write this? <laughs> like four days ago. I was going to say, they lost to the Warriors, uh-huh. obviously. So that would be uh, six. I think I think they picked up a win from then. Okay. Either way, they've lost quite a few games. Yeah. Um, they lost like five or six straight in there, um, including a loss to the Magic, which is really bad because mm. that is another one of the worst teams in the league. Right. Um, and they lost to the Grizzlies, though. Great game. If if you didn't see that, that was an awesome game. I really, really enjoyed watching that game. Um, but, you know... It isn't all doom and gloom for the Timberwolves because so far, Carly Towns has looked so good for them. Mm. Um, his efficiency is up. His defense looks a lot better. And, like, even though his stats are down, he just looks like he's in more control on the court. So, like, he just looks like a winning player for, I would say, the first time in his career, really. So, he looks a lot more mature and kind of in control on the court. I think the days where he gets just absolutely cooked by those top centers... Kind of done a little bit. Kind of behind him. That's, yeah. I mean, that's good to see. I haven't watched a lot of Wolves games, so this is sort of... I'm listening along here with the with the viewers uh, in, on this one. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's obviously an important step for Cat and his career is being able to stay on the floor defensively. Yeah, so talking about their matchup with the Nuggets, other than guys like Dwight Howard who get really physical with Nikola Jokic, I think that was maybe the best defense I've seen playing on Jokic really? in quite a while. Wow. Um Cat was just very physical, especially in the first half. So Jokic did finish off with a really nice stat line, like 26 points by the end of it. But I think he only scored like like four, six points in the first half just because yeah. Cat was just being so physical, really keeping him out of the way. He just looks better. He looks more mature. He actually looks like he knows what he's doing on yeah. defense, which not something you could really say these past few years. And, you know, with the best guys in the league, like the prime example of this is PJ Tucker in the playoffs against KD last year. Amazing defense, but it, it doesn't matter against yeah. the best players in the league. It's just being there play after play consistently defensively. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, Anthony, uh, Anthony Edwards yeah. is really taking the step forward. We kind of expected him to. His efficiency is a bit down this season, right. but he's running the court really well. He's also found a bit of a home in the mid-range, which is not something I was expecting from him okay. at all. Right. Um, he's shooting 41% from 10 to 16 feet and taking 10% of his shots there. It's not amazing, but like, no. it's consistent to the point where you can't just leave him wide open. Yeah. Um, no, him attacking the rim is special especially yeah. in transition but at any time he's just so physical like he can just drop a shoulder into someone and absolutely dislodge them and just go up for a strong finish yeah though good player news kind of stops there a little bit mm. D'Angelo Russell Malik Beasley Jenny McDaniels yeah. and some of their other guys so uh, Jared Vanderbilt Torian Prince have struggled a bit particularly offensively so a team that we really thought we thought the Timberwolves would get by offensively yeah really really well but um, as of when I wrote this a few days ago they were 23rd in points per game among teams and 28th in field goal percentage. They're just okay. not efficient. They're not a, they're not scoring that much, which is kind of explained their losses. But um, I don't know. They've just kind of... A lot of their guys have been kind of inefficient. But this also feels like a team that just needs to click a little right. bit. And it looks like they're getting that way to me, I think. Um, so Cat is the best player on this team. He's really showing it for, I think, the first time. Um, uh, and uh, Anthony Edwards is probably... Uh, no, not probably. Definitely the second best player yeah. on this team. Maybe even coming for that first spot. Um, D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley kind of just need to get there. You know, kind of just need to get going a little bit. Right. Um, I just think the efficiency will return. Give them time. Malik Beasley shot ridiculously well last season. He's in a bit of a cold slump. Um, but so well, half the players in the league at this yeah. rate. So many players are struggling um, offensively. Which, by the way, I think that's kind of just like all the seasons being shoved together in these last two years. I think it's fatigue. A lot of people are saying it's the new foul rules or the new ball, and I think that kind of has something to do with it. I think a lot of it is just like, guys are tired. Yeah. No, the players have talked about the new ball a little bit, saying it's not bad, it's just different. It's something to get used to um, compared to the Spalding ball. But um, no, you're right. This has been such a hectic last two years for all the NBA players. I wouldn't be surprised. With the Olympics thrown in there as well. Yeah, for for a good chunk of the top guys. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just tiring. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, yeah. Yeah, but this feels like a team that once they click, they can rattle off six or seven straight wins. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, now, I'll say it. There's never been a good time to become a Wolves fan. Right. Like, just ever. No. <laughs> um, and ultimately, the organization has let some really great players like Kevin Garnett and Kevin Love uh, yeah. kind of waste their careers there before going off and being much more successful in other teams. Yeah. But for the first time... 
ever. I'm kind of hopeful for the Wolves a little bit. I don't right. know. I, I see them as a team that in the next few years, especially with the new owner taking over, they could actually make some upward trajectory. I think they're a play-in team this season, maybe. Obviously, they haven't started off particularly well, but I think, again, once they click, they're like an 8-9 seed to me, yeah. probably. Yeah, I wouldn't say make the Wolves your favourite team if you don't have a favourite team, but keep your eye on them, I think. No, definitely. Um, I like your point about them clicking, because, yeah, D'Lo's been disappointing to me to start the season, and so has Malik for the most part, but there is a lot of offence to be shared among those four players. Um, and, you know... Ant isn't the sort of most uh, cerebral offensive player. He definitely goes after his most of the time. And, you know, Cat can be a great passer, but he's definitely his best attribute is scoring. Yeah. So I think it's going to take, you know, maybe a little bit for the other guys to click around those two who are definitely the best players on the team. Um, but, yeah, you're right. There's a lot to look forward to with this Wolves team. And they have avenues for, me- for moves going forward, uh, especially with an owner that, you know, is hopefully going to be uh, sort of in the mix and, you know, trying to be competitive with this team, trying to make moves, trying to spend money, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I would hop on uh, a Wolves bandwagon in terms of not not expecting a title in the next five years or no, anything like no, that, no. but definitely a fun team. Uh, I think, it, you know, just watching Ant, Ant's one of my favorite players to watch yeah. in the league. When he's hot, it's unbelievable. Like, he dropped 48 against the yeah, Warriors in that yeah. loss. He was absolutely sick in that. Um, Kat, yeah, Cat can do it all over the court. So, um, a lot of good players to watch, a lot of uh, avenue for improvement with this team. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree with everything you said there. Yeah, well, that's kind of my deep dive on the Wolves. Um, keep an eye on the Wolves. Don't make them your favorite team. It's a mistake, yeah. but keep an eye on them. Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah, I haven't been able to... You've been going nuts on watching games this season. Yeah, to start the season. yeah. Been going absolutely nuts. I haven't been able to keep up with you uh, for a couple of reasons, but... Anyway, um, I've got a few sort of, maybe not deep dives, but definitely just, these are some of my... Dives. uh, Yeah, these are some dives (laughs) into some interesting teams for me so far to start this season. Um, So I'm going to start with the Wizards here, who are currently the best team in the East right now at 8-3. and Um, Yeah, I mean, we talked about this team to start the season as a team full of basketball players. Yeah, they are Uh, a team of basketball players. And this is 100% (laughs) a team of basketball players. Um, They've been... Like, with Beal having good players around him, he looks like a winning player now. Yeah. Um, he looks like that, you know, with him as an offensive player and everyone else contributing around him, um, they've obviously been winning games. They've also won games without Beal. They're 2-0 and this season without Beal, mm. um, which is something that would have never have happened the last couple of seasons um, when Beal was sort of the lone offensive player there. Yeah. Um, they've They've just got a lot of... Really good players. They've got four 15-point-per-game scores. Yeah, and I was season. looking at that as well. Yeah. Um, Kuzma's having sort of the season I expected him to. He's re- rebounding fantastically. Better. He's what are his rebound numbers? Like 9.9. He's nearly, really? he's nearly at 10 a Whoa. game. Um, he's been... I think he's been a little bit inefficient, but, you know, he's getting shots. He's making a fair bit of them, and he's being just that offensive player that we saw in his rookie season for the Lakers. Yeah. Um, Montrez Harrell's currently the second-leading scorer in this mm. team, with Dinwiddie also putting in about 16 a game. Um, it's also just a lot of other solid players. Yeah, like KCP's on this team. Their bench is solid. Howell Neto. I, I'm yeah. a big Howell Neto fan, but <laughs> I, like... I like Aaron Holiday. Yeah, Aaron Holiday. Yep. Um, Davis Bertans, who's kind of been one of their best players in these last few years. We haven't right. even seen Thomas Bryant yet. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, this team could get even better. Um, yeah. And, the, you know, they've already put themselves in a strong position to sort of... You know, for the rest of the season, you know, it's only early, but for the rest of the season, they need to, they don't need to climb up the standings. They sort of need to hold where they yeah. are, um, which is a good spot to be early in the season. Um, but defensively, they're fantastic right now. They're the fourth best defensive rating in the league, mm. um, which is surprising for, you know, sort of how many offensive players they have on this team. Um, that their defense is really what's winning them games, it seems like. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm surprised that they're the first seed, but I'm, Sort of, I'm definitely surprised at the first seed, but I'm not surprised they're good. Yeah, um, no, no. Um, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, and also I, I'm going to shout out Wes Unsell Jr., the new coach. Mm. Um, obviously better than Scott Brooks. Certainly, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not sure how much of this is him, but, you know, this isn't a team full of superstars, so he's definitely playing a role in getting this team together. Now definitely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next is another surprise out east, at least for me, is the Cavs. Mm. Um, also a team of basketball players. Uh, there is some young... S- lesser degree, le- I think. To a lesser degree, but definitely, you know, with Ricky Rubio on this team and Jared Allen and, you know, sort of their guard play, they're definitely full of 
basketball players and also some sort of like lesser guys like Dean Wade. Oh, sorry, I just love how basketball players is just a term yeah. for us. <laughs> just, they're just basketball players. They're just basketball players. I hope people know what we mean when we say that. They're just completely solid basketball players. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought this was going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I didn't, you know, in terms of at least one of the worst teams in the East. I didn't think they were going to be... I thought I had them 13th in our preseason. Yeah, I probably did too. Um, check mine. I've got mine yeah, here. I, was, uh, I think you had them 12th or something. You might have been a bit higher on the Cavs than I were. Um, but... Mobley has been spectacular. Um, I'll talk about him a little bit later on um, as we're doing players. Have you got a player? I don't have a player. Okay, well, I've got some... Well, I do have a player that I want to kind of talk about, but I haven't written anything. Okay, well, yeah, I've got some rookies to talk about. I'll definitely be talking about Mobley, who's probably rookie of the year right now. But he's been special. Um, Garland has been leading this team. Um, He's the leading scorer. I think he's at 12, yeah. Yep. Um, No, 13. 13, yeah. Okay. Um, Leading assist man at seven a game. He's putting up 16 and seven right now. Uh, Ricky Rubio had that massive game in the garden the other day. Yeah, um, <laughs> <Ricky> just <Rubio. laughs> unconscious from three. Um, but he's been super, super solid, especially with Sexton out, like we talked about. He's stepped up big there. Um, again, another great defensive team, fifth best defensive rating so far this season. Uh, I mean, they play big. They play absolutely. <laughs> they huge. play very big. Um, <laughs> but they've sort of they've been good without Marketing, who's missed yeah. the last couple of games, and Love both due to COVID uh, protocols. Um, I think they've played about half the team's games, but. Um, really, really solid. I think they're the fourth or fifth seed right now in the East. Um, and sort of had a... I think they were like one and four or one and five to start the season and they've rattled off like six and seven mm. right now. Um, so definitely team on the rise, but a very... You know, definitely not the team I'd pick to be up here. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, w- yeah, we both put picked them yeah. <laughs> very, very low. Very yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if they can keep this up for the season or if this is just a bit of an early season start. Um, for you know the Bucks and the Celtics to catch up a bit uh, later down yeah. the season. Um, yeah. Next, I've got the Grizzlies here. Um, who I've got here, they're sort of the most 500 team in the league to me right now. They've got some really great wins, but also some bad losses. Um, you know, despite Jar's amazingness, which is un you know sort of unquestionable at this point, he's putting up 26. Uh, seven and six a game mm. so far this season. That's seven board, six assists, or uh, seven assists, six boards. Okay, uh, with one and a half steals. Um, yeah, they currently have the worst defensive rating in the league. Um, and really, only, yeah, they're the worst defense. Oh, okay, kind of nuts with sort of the big bodies they have around that team. Um, and they're only nineteenth in offense, but um, they're six and seven at the moment. Um, also, uh, Dylan Brooks has only played two games, which I didn't realize until I started researching this. But, I don't know, it seems like he's not going to be a massive game-changer for the Grizzlies, mm. even though he, in those two games, I think he's averaging like 21 a game or something like that. Um, but, <clears throat> but, yeah, some of their losses here, they've got losses to the Blazers early in the season when the Blazers were terrible. Um, the Pelicans, who are kind of my pick for the worst team in the league right now. I mean, they are the worst yeah. team in the league record-wise um, as well. Actually, I think the Rockets are worse than them after today. Cause oh, okay. They picked up another win. Um Against the Grizzlies here, yeah. Um, and the Hornets, who are sort of 500, but they probably could have won that game. Mm. Um, and they've been absolutely blown out by good teams that they've lost to, like the Suns, the Heat, uh, kicked the shit out of them, I think. Um, some other team also beat them by like 20-plus. Um, but then again, they've also got good wins against the Clippers to start the season. They beat the Nuggets twice in a row. Um, yeah. And uh, they handed the Warriors their only loss of the season um, earlier in the season. Oh, okay, right. Um, right, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so... Just sort of really up and down um, season so far, the Grizzlies. I'm hoping they find some stability to sort of match Jar's greatness because um, I think they could be sort of a low, uh, like either a play-in or a low playoff team. Yeah, if, I think I had them at like seven. Or yeah, six. I think I had them. At, I think I had them at nine. Um, no, I thought you had them in your playoffs. Like I thought you I had did. them above oh, maybe eight. eight or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I really hope they sort of make the most of what Jar's doing because it's special right now. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to talk about the Pelicans, who are just awful. I think they look... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was not expecting that. No. no. Um, obviously, they've missed their star players. Yeah. For most of the, most of the season. I think uh, B.I.'s only played half their games. He's played seven games. Zion obviously hasn't played at all yet, mm. um, which is scary for a number of reasons. Um, but yeah, they just look terrible. Yeah. No, yeah. I... Yeah. No, I just don't enjoy watching them. Particularly. <laughs> no, their guards are very inefficient. Mm. Um, uh, Devontae Graham and Noor are both ridiculous. I think they're both shooting like 34% from the field. 
um, and both averaging like 15 a game. So that's a lot of shots. Yeah. To be missing. Um, and, you know, Jonas Valanciunas has been very good for them, um, but obviously that hasn't translated to wins. He's sort of doing it by himself at the moment. He's kind of just putting up empty stats, which is yeah. sucks for him because he can put up very meaningful stats. Yeah. Jonas Valanciunas, Valanciunas is a great player. I still stand by the fact that he was the Grizzlies' best player last year. Um, yeah, I mean... Weird that that trade made both of the teams kind of worse, but... Yeah, um, unfortunately for them, but... Um, yeah, I mean, at least the Pelicans are going to have a high pick to replace Zion with. Yeah, yeah, when Zion gets very angry and decides <laughs> he wants out. Yeah, because I definitely think he's leaving. You know, obviously this isn't the Pelicans' fault per se. No, uh, but... but they didn't have to make some of the moves that they did. No. Um, and also... I just don't think Zion wants to be there at the end of the day. Yeah, so, no, I don't uh, think so either. And I wouldn't be surprised if B.I. sort of wiggles his way out at some point. He yeah. just signed that big extension, but you know that's not really a problem at this point for the league. He's super tradable as well. Yeah, like every pretty much a, every team would want him. Most, I think, yeah. I think the, uh, the Grizzlies would love having him right now as well. <laughs> Probably. Um, but yeah, those are just some of the teams that have sort of surprised me, I guess you could say, throughout the season so far. Okay. Um, I'll talk about a player really quickly. I don't have any stats or anything, but Paul George looked yeah. very interesting this season. Um, like I was expecting him to have a career high in points, which he actually isn't doing, but he's doing a career high in a few other categories. He's really just doing everything for the Clippers, which is kind of what we expected, so I don't want to talk too much about it. Just keep your eye on Paul George. Watch a few Clippers games, and just look at what he's doing. Like, everyone... I don't know. There's been a lot of Paul George slander the last right. few years, you know, saying he's a choker, saying he can't do this or that. But man, he's good. He's really good at he's basketball. Really good. Yeah, he is really good at basketball. <laughs> um, he wouldn't be high or far off his career high. I think he's he's not far off. He's, he's like high a point or two. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I think his career high was twenty seven point nine or something like that. Okay, so yeah, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if he beats that. Um, this must be career high on assists. I think it's like I believe so. Like yeah, six and a half or something right mm. now. I think. Um, yeah, he's absolutely doing everything for this decent Clippers team right now. Yeah. Uh, which you know we did expect, but it is it is fun to watch. Yeah. Right. Um. Is that all you got on? Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Um, I've just got a couple rookies here I want to talk about. First off, Mobley, who I sort of mentioned earlier. Um, he's averaging 16 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and a combined 2.6 in steals and blocks, um, which is very special. Um, he's a fantastic defensive player already. Um, by so Lachlan. By Lachlan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's a... <laughs> oh, he's coming back. All right. Um... Yeah, the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, very special defensive player. Yeah. So yeah. like you can already see that he's going to be team altering defensive player. Uh, maybe even defensive player of the year one one uh, one year. Um, or maybe a couple of years. Um, he's probably rookie of the year right now. Yeah. Um, then again, there's quite a few guys. There's a there. lot of good guys. Um, but yeah, that, that sort of just speaks to how good Mobley's been. He's standing out, sort of. Out of that crowd yeah. as well, which has been fantastic. Um, yeah, the Cavs got a real good one with Mobley. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, have you seen much Mobley so far? I've watched a little bit of Cavs. Not as much as I think I would have liked to. But right. Yeah, no, I've I've enjoyed I watched a few highlights of him today as well because I missed the game because I was traveling. But yeah, um, yeah he's just kind of doing it all, really, yeah. especially defensively. Um, that chase down he had. Um, do you see it? Uh, I'm not sure if I saw it. Was it from today? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think okay. I saw it. No, I don't remember who it was on, but it was just like... I don't know, it was so well-timed, it was so weird, just like, how he just kind of oh. got in there, I, I didn't expect him to get that block. Right. Was it on Tatum, on the f- on the fast break? I don't remember. Okay. But um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right, he just does special things, and he's already shooting it from all over the court, which is mm. which is great. Um, he's being efficient so far as well, so um, excited to see what he turns into, sort of a couple of years down the line. Uh, and next we've got Scotty Barnes, who sort of, he jumped out as Rookie of the Year the first couple games. Yeah. Um, probably the first 10 games or something like that. Um, and well, has I'll push you on that, but we, we, I'll talk. Okay. I'll mention someone after you talk about Scotty Barnes. Okay. But no worries. Um, yeah, and it's not like he's slowed down or anything. It's just no. sort of Mobley's picked up. But um, he's averaging 16 a game. I think he's leading all rookies in scoring, although that might have changed after today. Um, eight rebounds, three assists, and again, another spectacular defensive player. Yeah. Um, he showed some real moments against the Nets the other day against both Durant and Harden, um, being an absolute pest to those guys who, again, still got the numbers, but he had some clamp-down moments. Um, and he's already looking like someone that's fitting into an offensive system um, right away. He's sort of not hunting shots or being sort of 
looking to find where to find his shots, he understands that he's going to get shots and he knows where they're going to come from and he knows when it's time to get his. Um, and that's, you know, sort of speaking to his efficiencies. Three-point efficiency isn't great, but he's shooting less than a 1-3 a game. So um, it's a bit hard to tell at the moment. But he looks like someone that can grow into a bigger scoring role as his career progresses. Yeah. And he's already at 16 a game. And, but he just looks comfortable offensively right now, which is uh, great to see, yeah. And uh, he's also yeah he shut me up over the Suggs pick as well yeah I yeah. was I was clowning that for quite a while Suggs has not been good at all no um, in terms of advanced numbers at the very least his raw numbers are sort of whatever um, so maybe I was completely wrong on that I still have great hope for Suggs um, but Scotty's definitely shut me up he's, I've got a lot more not respect but I believe in Scotty a lot more now yeah uh, I just want to throw the name Chris Duarte out there oh yeah you haven't closed it. Sorry, Lockwood just coming in and out. Um, yeah, no, Chris Duarte, I think, was maybe the Rookie of the Year pick. No, that is a fair pick. Um, within the first, like, 10 or so games. Yep. All right, uh, let's get to... Well, anything else we want to add first? Um, Any other names you just want to sh- chuck out really quick? Uh, uh, Rookies, interesting. No one? I kind of... Um, who else has been good? No, I think that's kind of it. Okay. Oh, Kamingo had a good game the other day. Uh, I hope he slowly gets more minutes and figures it out, yeah. Okay, uh, let's get to my top stats of the week. But first, um, a bit of a shout-out to Emily. Um, what are you doing, Lachlan? He's just eating a banana. Very interesting. <laughs> He's just eating a banana in my bed. Um, yeah, so shout-out to Emily. She said she'd listen. I told her I'd shout her out. Um, Emily, if you're listening at 36 minutes, let me know. Um, I out. will. I'll buy you a drink. Oh, easy. <laughs> Alright, um, now let's actually get to my top stats of the week. Um, and this week I have five to kind of make wow. up for a lackluster last couple of weeks. I don't know, we just haven't really had stats right. in these last few weeks. Also making up for my no plus minus this week. Oh, right? you didn't do I, that? Okay. I apologize again. Next week we'll definitely have some plus minus. Okay, okay. But yeah, I will get my top five stats of the week here. So, uh, number five, against the Hawks, Steph Curry put up 50 points and 10 assists. Um, he's the oldest player in league history to do so. And he showed Trey Young. It's just not his time yet. Yeah, I mean, Curry's potentially the MVP so far this season. Um, yeah. I, I'd have him, either him or Durant at this point. Um, but Let me step at this point for me. Yeah, yeah. no, that's completely fair. Um, yeah, 50 to 10, absolutely torched the Hawks. Nothing they could do to stop him. Yeah. Um, and Showed the protege, Trey yeah. Young. That, yeah, no, he's just not that guy yet. No, not just yet. No, uh, definitely still got a ways to go to match the greatness of Steph Curry, who uh, apparently... I'm just double-checking you haven't put this down here. Um, apparently, he is now the all-time leader in the three-pointers made combined yes, regular yes, season and regular playoffs. season and playoffs. Yeah, yep, so that is true. Technically, the most three-pointers made in NBA history. Yes, but we kind of only look at yeah. regular season ones, and right. he's closing in on that. He'll get there at Assuming some point. Assuming Ray Allen didn't go crazy in the preseason. I want to see those stats. Oh, preseason. Never if thought Ray that. Allen went crazy Never in the preseason, that. then he still holds it. Okay. Um, number four, Andre Drummond had 25 rebounds and 14 points against the Knicks. The last player to have 25 rebounds and fewer than 15 points with a negative plus minus, meaning his team got outscored while he was on the floor, was Andrew Bogut on the, against the Heat in 2011. Wow, 25 rebounds. Yeah. I had to double check that. Um, I think uh, Andre Drummond also has the most 20, I saw this, uh, he has the most 20 rebound games in the league since he got drafted among anyone by like a good margin. That doesn't surprise no, me. No, it that's, doesn't. That's hardly a stat. Yeah, it's kind of human, like, white side a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, that Yeah, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Um, and a negative... Do you know what his plus minus was? I think it was minus three. I minus say. three. Did they win this game? I don't think so. Okay. Um, shout out Andre Drummond, then. Just doing Andre Drummond things. Yeah. Completely Pretty useless up. stats. Yeah, <laughs> useless stats. You know, minus three isn't terrible, but yeah. yeah. Um, Andrew Bogut, was that still... 2011, was that still Bucks Bogut? I think so. When did he... He made it all NBA 2009 or something? It was early. It was yeah. definitely early. I don't um, remember. Well, it could have been the Warriors here. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's crazy. All right. Uh, number three. Kelly Oubre set a record for points off the bench by a Hornets player against the Grizzlies with 37. Simple stat. Just a cool stat. I heard that on the broadcast yep, um, no, as I was watching that game. I saw this one going around too. Um, completely on fire. He was scorching that game. Um, did you see the stuff from today's game? Um, as we were recording this, um, Michael Jordan was in the building for the Hornets game. Yeah. Uh, hit a three, blew MJ a kiss <laughs> uh, in the stands, and then later in the game with a minute left. Um, and sort of the Hornets hadn't put it away yet against the Knicks, I think they played. Um, 
shot a corner three in transition wide open, airballed it, and MJ was kind of irate in the stands. Yeah, because he should have just run out the clock. Right. Um, they were winning. Had he, I mean, they obviously still ended up winning that game, yeah. but like, had he run out the clock, that would have been a bit better for them, a bit safer. Yeah. But yeah, so not a great decision from Kelly Ubre there. No, the dichotomy of Kelly Ubre there. Yeah. Yep. All right, and number two, I was looking for a different stat, but I kind of stumbled across this. Okay. Uh, Killing Tilly has played 21 minutes a season, and he has not scored. Right, for the Grizzlies? Yeah, the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, next, without a score, is Marcus Howard with nine minutes. I think he's now up to like 11 or 12 now. But yeah, 21 minutes. No points. No across points. like four games, I think. That's a l- long time. Yeah. To be on an NBA court and not just pick up like a bunny somewhere. Yeah, I mean, he's going you know, back and forth between the G right. League as well. I mean, he hasn't played that many games um, with the Grizzlies, but yeah. Hasn't scored. Is that, do we, I don't know, this is asking a lot, but do you know what, where that sort of stands all time in terms of <laughs> Not a clue. minutes played, points scored? <laughs> Not a clue. Yeah. I mean. I, I doubt it's that big a deal, but yeah. Right. Um, also, this is a bad look for Marcus Howard. This is what yeah, he's known for. Yeah, it's not a great look, yeah. This is what he's known for. <laughs> he doesn't he's, do anything else. <laughs> he's literally the scorer and he hasn't put a bucket in yet. That's that's tough for him. Yeah. Um, and number one, Dwight Howard had zero points and six fouls, meaning he fouled out. He was kicked out of the game because he <laughs> ran out of fouls um, in fewer than 12 minutes. I didn't even... The last way to do this was Salah Mejri in 2017. Yeah. Shout out Salah Mejri. Yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> um, when did this happen? Um, trying to remember what game it was. It was only a few days ago. Right. I feel like I, I didn't see this pop up until yesterday, which I feel like was a couple of days after the game, wasn't it? It definitely wasn't like a yesterday game. Yeah, no, it wasn't the um Greece. It might have been against the Heat, if I'm not mistaken. That's such like, was he taking intentional fouls or something? I don't think so. Yeah, 12, no, no. Against the Heat, he had zero points, three rebounds, six fouls in eleven minutes and twenty-two seconds. That's crazy. I mean, I don't oh, know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Is that the? I don't even know. Um, that's that's nuts. But shout out Salah Mejri, um, who's when own coach told him to get out of the game. Do you remember mm, that? Vaguely. Where, yeah, Rick Carlisle, I think he got a tech or something, and then he kept arguing, got another tech, and got ejected. <laughs> and then he was still arguing, and Rick Carlisle just told him to get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> just completely yelled at him. That was fantastic. All right. Well, those are my stats. We won't get to your plus minus of the week. No. Uh, not this week. But yes, let's get to Baywatch. I'll let you take care of this. Uh, yeah, I mean, sort of another uh, standard week of Baywatch this week. Um, Sadiq did his stuff. He sort of, Hovered around that 13 points per game for the week. What's wrong, Lachlan? So, Baywatch. Actually, that's a great question. Yeah. Baywatch is us looking at Sadiq Bay, one of our kind of favorite players. Yeah. Um, a guy that, in my rookie study, um, kind of my formula popped out. He would be the best player from his draft class. So, every year, we're going to look at the player that, that kind of pops out and kind of look at them. So, our three guys are Sadiq Bay. We have Trey Mann and Moses Moody. Depends which formula I like more. Because right. we kind of had two guys this year. Yeah. But we're rooting for them equally. Yes. All of them. Um, yeah, Sadiq had a Sadiq week. Great uh, question. Yeah, great, great question, Lachlan. <laughs> um, I think he's I think he's working out playing alongside Cade, who came back recently. Um, like, there's a bit to work out there in terms of ball handling, shots, all that sort of stuff. But I think he's he'll be fine. Uh, yep. He's still shooting a bit inef- inefficient. Um, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, Moses Moody again has barely played for the... Yeah. Which is interesting. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to be the play now guy out of the two draft picks for the Warriors. Yeah, over but, Kaminga, yeah. Yeah, but Kaminga's seemingly got some minutes against the Bulls the other day and did really, really well, especially defensively. I watched some defensive highlights from him right. against the Bulls. It was really special. Um, but Trey Mann has sort of... Yeah. He had a game I was really the, happy about against this, yeah. the Kings the other day. Had um, 12 points in 18 minutes. And his shooting was decent. It wasn't like yeah. super efficient, but it was fine. I just... D- yeah. Um, I think it wasn't it super efficient. I don't think he took a lot of shots. Um, anyway, he's also bouncing back between the G League and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, 12 points in 18 minutes. I think he played the game before and had, like, six points as well. So, he's putting up some numbers, which is good to see, getting some run. Yeah, he's playing a bit. Yep. Um, we'll keep, we'll, I mean, we'll keep an eye out on <laughs> all of <Obviously>. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, let's get to our League Pass games to watch here. Um, your first stop. Uh, yeah, on Monday the 18th, I've got, uh, Bulls at Clippers Monday the 15th. Oh, 15th, sorry. Um, we've got Bulls at Clippers here. Um, the Bulls are obviously very good. Um, and the Clippers are also fairly decent. They're a team. They're going to be a tough team to match up with every single night. So um, some fun matchups there. Check that game out. Yep. You're also up again. Oh, back to back here. Um, Suns at Timberwolves. We talked about the Timberwolves. Uh, well, Ramiz talked about the Timberwolves today, and um, the Suns are still very, very solid. I think they're eight and four at the moment. Um, I'd like. I'd love to see that book Ant matchup. Um, hopefully, Aiton's back, although he might not be. Um, but Cat, yeah. 
Good game. Yep. So that's Tuesday the 16th. On yep. Wednesday the 17th, we have Warriors at Nets. I don't think this one needs a lot of explanation. Steph Curry versus Kevin Durant, former teammates. Um, two of, I mean, at least the Warriors are one of the best teams in the league. The Nets have looked, they've struggled at times, but um, yeah, no, two teams that we think should be a great mashup between the two. Um, then I have Wizards at Hornets on Thursday the 18th. I'm trying to remember why I picked this one. Because I feel like I had a really specific reason for it. Right, okay. They're just both fun teams to watch. They I, I both enjoy both teams. teams. They're both kind of teams of just basketball players as well. Yeah. The Hornets um, aren't like a super star-studded or like, you know, they're not a bad roster. They're just kind of like a lot of guys. Has um, Bridges come down to earth a bit? I think he has, right? A tad, but yeah. not that much. Not that much. Yeah, no. So, Miles Bridges still look very good. Um, yeah, Terry Rozier, all the guys, like Lamella Ball, Gordon yeah. Hayward, they're all looking fine. Yeah. And yeah, could, should be a good game between two Eastern Conference teams. Yep. Um, I've got Lakers at Celtics here on Saturday the Classic. 20th. Yeah, I mean, I saw it on the schedule. Kind of had to pick it out. Uh, both teams kind of struggling. Hopefully, Brown is back, if not for this game, soonish. But I think he, he could be a chance for this game later in the week. Um, and hopefully, LeBron is also back for this game. Um, so, a bit hopeful in terms of the star-studdedness. But I still think, either way, two solid teams going at it. Yeah. And then on the Sunday, Grizzlies at Wolves, a rematch of one of the best games of the season so far. Um, I don't know how much you caught at the end of that. Don't think much. Okay, well, the end of the fourth quarter was great. I mean, look, poor execution from, from both teams, but that made it so much more entertaining. Cat right. um, <laughs> hit a ridiculous um, three oh, off the glass. I saw that. To send yeah. that to overtime. Yeah. Um, overtime was not was not insane, but like, yeah, it should be a fun matchup between, a fun rematch between two teams. All right. Um, and then as for our SBS games, yeah. um, so there's only one SBS game technically this week, as far as I'm aware. Okay. So Pelicans at Pacers on the Sunday, though on the Monday, Lakers at Pistons. Um, check that one out as well. So that'll be after the week five recap is out. I just thought people probably won't have yeah. listened to that by then. No, that's fair enough. I was I was thinking about doing that last week and kind of forgot about it, yeah. So yeah, try to catch those on the Sunday and the Monday. Two free games you can watch on SBS. Right. All right. Um, you've got a plus minus here. We've got it on, onto our plus minus. Did you want to go over... The plus w- minus? You mean the over under, right? Oh, I think you wrote this. Did I? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you put plus minus. Oh, that's Don't my mistake. Don't <laughs> All right, sorry, Don't sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the over under of the past week. So... This is a weird one because so I set the line that uh, two and a half above or below Heat players would average seventeen points per game. Right. Um, Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo did. Yeah. Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson didn't. It depends on if you count Jimmy Butler or not because he did. Right. But he also only played one and a quarter games. So whether or not he whether or not the over or under wins depends on whether or not you count the Jimmy court. Butler. Right. I mean... Scoring-wise, technically, in the league, he wouldn't qualify for an award of... Like, because he just didn't play enough. Really? It's Would like, it, let's like say... He couldn't win Player of the Week? I don't think so. Right. Mm. What did he end up averaging? I think he put up, like, 27 in the first game. Or like, I don't, I don't remember in the second game. But right. it was definitely above 17, I'll tell you that much. Okay. I want to say it was, like, 22, 23, 24, something in that range. Right. But, yeah, he played... One and a quarter games. Right. I will leave this up to you. I'm happy for your judgment You're either up way. To, up to me. Okay. Um, we're currently tied. We are tied. You know what it means? I'll give it to you. I'll. What did you have? Sorry, you had. I had the over. Right? I had the under. Yeah. I'll give you the. Under. We can claim this a tie as well. Okay. I don't mind that either. Okay. Should we just claim call it? it a draw? Call it a draw. All right. We'll All call right, it a draw in this week. That seems fair. Yeah. I, I mean, was going to give you the lead. It's been a while since you've had a lead. In the <laughs> <over>. <laughs> okay. <done. laughs> but we can go draw if that's what you want. I would like the lead, but no. no I mean, okay, we'll go for the lead. Okay, then. fine. Yeah, I'll take I think the lead. that's fair. I All think right. that's fair. If he's not, if he can't qualify for like a player of the week thing, then I think that's completely fair. That he doesn't. I don't know if that's a fact though. See, I, I feel like, I mean, obviously he wouldn't win player of the week yeah. playing one game, but I think he should still qualify. I'm just thinking if we extrapolated this data across the season, he would not qualify for like scoring lists. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. We'll go. We'll give you the under there. I okay. Thank you. Fair. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, yeah, on to my over-under here. Um, speaking of the Warriors, which we've done a fair bit this episode, um, Gary Payton II has been fantastic. Yeah. Here. Really, really, really special. Really fun to watch. Mm. Um, I think he's currently... I think he's tied for leading the league in steals off the bench right now. Really? Okay. Two and a half a game. Um, yeah, no, tied that. with... That's a fantastic question. Maybe Caruso. I think it's Caruso. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, also... It's, it, 
seems like he puts down a sick dunk every single game. Like game after game, there's a new Gary Payton second highlight, yeah. catching a sick oop or dunking on someone. Yeah. Um. So a lot of fun has come out of that, but he's also been really, really like just good for the Warriors. Um. He's averaging a plus eighteen over his last six games in terms of his plus minus. Um. They're all pluses. There's some uh plus twenty six, plus twenty two, plus twenty fours in there. Right. Um. So really good for them. So I'm gonna set the over-under in terms of his plus-minus for the coming week. Okay. Um, I've set it at 13 and a half. Uh, and I'll give you the teams they're playing, so okay. you know what sort of competition it's going to be like. Uh, they're playing the Hornets, the Nets, the Cavs, and the Pistons, I think, are back-to-back there. Right. Uh, to end out the week. Hmm. Um, and they've got a bit of space sort of between Hornets and Nets as well. I think right. two, ga- two days there. Hmm. I will take the over here, I think. I like I like that line. Um I think he'll get up for the Nets game. I think that's kind of where my mind is going. It's like, does he get up for that Nets game? I think he'll do fine against the Hornets, Cavs and Pistons. It's whether or not he gets up for that Nets game, I think he will. Right. Um so you've gone over here. Yeah, I, I didn't know sort of how to set the line for this. I didn't want to go like eighteen, because that's sort of a bit ridiculous to I keep would have up. certainly taken the under Yeah, on that. that's yeah. a bit ridiculous to keep up for what this been? Um, I can't count ten straight games. Um, yeah, thirteen and a half. I think I'm. I know to keep it interesting, I'll go under. Okay, uh, but I am leaning towards over. I think sort of Pistons Hornets could be blowouts, uh, it, which helps his plus minus. Yeah. Um, that Nets game is obviously going to be a good game, whether or not it's close or not, depending on a bunch of different stuff. They could lose that game as well. Um, and then the Cavs are like we talked about, are very very solid. Um. I'll go the under, but I think in my heart I'm going the over. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can take the over. There's yeah, nothing but then wrong there's with. nothing sort of really to keep track of. And we did it last score. season. We don't need to always differ. Yeah, but I'll keep it interesting okay. at least for the first couple of weeks. I'll, okay. go, I'll go under. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we will keep an eye on that. Um, anything else you want to add? Um, I think that's it. How about you, Lachlan? Anything you want to add while we close out the episode? Oh, oh Lachlan, you're the over. Lachlan's, Lachlan's going the over. over. That's, okay. We'll you know keep, what we're talking about? Okay. Keep track of that though. That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, if you ever do this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five star rating or review. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at stat underscore stuffers. Other than that, thanks for listening. Peace.